First Timothy chapter 3, look with me in verse 16. And the Bible says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. You can be seated this morning. As Paul is writing here, and as he finishes this chapter out, uh, he said, without controversy. Without controversy, there's uh, no doubt of, of uh, there's no problem, there's no problem believing, there's no argument or no fight, if I can say that. Uh, he said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And then he explains himself here, and he says, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. Now who's he talking about right there? Well, he said God. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about himself. But he's talking about himself in the person of of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, If I could preach for just a minute or two, and I I, I don't want to be too long. I know everybody's probably got some places to go and uh, things to do, but if you'll just give me your attention for just... Uh, a minute or two, and let's look at this. Last week, uh, I, I preached on Jesus uh, uh, in His humanity. Uh, how that He came uh, uh, as a man. Uh, today, I want to see Jesus uh, uh, in His deity. Uh, how that He came uh, as God. Uh, can I tell you today, I believe with all my heart uh, uh, that Jesus was 100% man uh, and He was 100% God. I cannot explain to you uh, uh, how that works, but I believe that today. Uh, little John, First John chapter 5 uh, and verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, uh, uh, the Father, the Word, uh, uh, and the Holy Ghost, and these three uh, are one. I don't understand that, but I believe it. Amen. I, I cannot comprehend that, but I know it's the truth today. Hey, can I tell you that Jesus, uh, uh, listen to me now, that Jesus is as much as God, uh, as God the Father is God. Uh, I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, is as much God uh, as Jesus and God the Father uh, uh, is God. I believe that today. Why? Because the Bible uh, uh, says so. Amen. If you don't have any other reason to believe something, uh, uh, you believe it uh, uh, because the Bible uh, uh, says so. Amen. Uh, uh, You may not understand things. Uh, uh, Can I tell you something I I want you to dwell on for just a second uh, and then I'm going to pray I I do not understand how God came down from heaven uh, in the likeness of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, His beloved Son. uh, And I don't know how God died at Calvary, uh, uh, but I believe that He did. Amen. Uh, I believe He laid down His life. Uh, I believe He gave Himself for us so that we could get saved. Uh, And on the third day, I believe He arose uh, just like He said He would. Amen. Uh, I'm glad that Jesus came uh, uh, in His humanity. uh, uh, what was it we seen last week? But he made of himself uh, uh, no reputation uh, and took upon himself the form of a servant uh, and was in the likeness of being uh, and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself uh, uh, and what was it and became obedient unto death uh, even the death uh, of the cross. But he came as a man. But God came. What did he say? Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Can I say this morning, number one, first of all, uh, 
that Jesus was God in the flesh. I believe that with all my heart. John chapter 1. and If I ask you this morning, do you believe that Jesus was God in the flesh, what would you say? Some of you would say, I believe that. I, some of you would say, I believe it. But do you really believe it in your heart? Because I want you to grasp something this morning. I, I, there comes a time and place in your heart that you're going to have to trust Him if you're going to get saved. Uh, and He was more than uh, just mortal man that died at Calvary. He was more than just a good man. He was more than just a prophet uh, uh, that God had made uh, uh, and formed from woman. Listen, He gave uh, uh, His darling Son, uh, uh, who was God Himself, uh, uh, to come down here. John chapter 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word what was God. Do you realize today that we hold the, uh, not only the very Word of God in our hand, but we hold God ourselves in our hand? That is amazing to me. Uh, the, I was talking to some gentlemen the other day. I talked uh, Thursday morning and uh, there was a couple of us standing around and uh, we got to talk about this book, uh, uh, how it's ever new, uh, uh, how it ever speaks to us and talks to us. Uh, you want to know why it's a living book? Uh, uh, you want to know why it's living? Because it's God breathed uh, and it's God Himself. All Scriptures given by inspiration of God uh, and it's probable for doctrine, uh, uh, for correction, instruction and righteousness. Uh, uh, that the man, What was it? That the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly very we can go on through that. Uh, but the Word of God, it's all about Him today because it is Him. So we find that the Word was God. But yet you go 14 verses later and you ought to know the Bible said in John 1, 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we see that He is God. He was God. And is gone. Can, can, can I give you something to think about for just a second? That Jesus has always been. Jesus wasn't created in Bethlehem of Judea. He's always been. How do you explain that? I don't know how to explain that. But I just believe that. You go over to the book of Colossians over there and you'll find out that the Apostle Paul said that all things were made by who? By Him. He's not talking about God the Father right there. He's talking about Jesus Christ, the God. That's who he's talking about. So preacher, that's awful confusing. Not if you'll just believe it. I don't let that confuse me. Uh, listen today, I, I, there's a lot of things. I don't understand why God uh, would send His Son from heaven, uh, roll the heavens back, uh, uh, sing about Him, uh, tell the world about Him, why He'd even want to bother to come down here uh, for us, that, that God the Son was going to leave the glory with God the Father and God the Spirit. He was going to leave all that to come down here. I don't understand that. But I believe that He did. And I believe He'll save you if you'll get saved today. Can I tell you today, that was one of the problems that uh, during Jesus' day that they had. And when we go to Luke chapter 22, as Christ is being tried over there, what were they, what were they trying to, or what did they ask Him? What did they want to know? You remember, the, they always wanted to catch Him at something and was always trying uh, and had to ask Him questions that they could corner Him. Uh, and finally, in, in Luke chapter uh, uh, 22 and uh, verse 65, He is... Uh, being tried right here is a mock trial 
uh, and many other things blasphemy spake they against him and as soon as it was day the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into the council saying art thou the Christ tell us uh, and he said unto them if I tell you uh, you will not believe people's got that problem today People's got that problem today. You tell them that Jesus is Christ. You tell them that Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus uh, is 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 God Himself, uh, and they won't believe. And so He went on to say, "And and if I also ask you, you will not answer me, uh, nor let me go. Uh, hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God." And then said, and then said they all, "Art thou the Son of God?" Uh, and He said unto them, "Ye say." That I am. And they said, What need have we any further witness? For we ourselves heard of his own mouth. See, the one thing that the, the one thing that they missed is he was telling them the truth the whole time. They thought that he was lying. You know, the world thinks that we're crazy. I, I believe everything that I preached this morning that I could not explain, they think we're crazy for believing. So what do you mean? Uh, listen, I, I just take the Bible at face value for what it says. I take the Bible for what it said about how that those three are one. I take the Bible uh, when it says that Jesus came, that He was God, yet manifest in the flesh, that He came down here uh, just like they sung about, uh, that He come down here to die for our sins. I take that for face value and just believe it. Amen. Do you realize that the... The people who believe in evolution, they got to believe in something. They got to believe in something that's been wrote down. They got to believe in something that, to be honest with you, that they cannot see. Well, you can see all this stuff uh, through the past, and uh, why are we still not evolving? As a matter of fact, we're devolving, by the way. We're devolving. Man is devolving. We're getting worse. And by the way, the Bible said that was going to happen. This know also that in the last days, powerless times shall come. Uh, it's just going to get dangerous uh, uh, and man's going to devolve. Let me get back on this here. Oh, we go to Mark chapter 14. Uh, Mark chapter 14, they struggled. Those in religion uh, uh, struggled to believe who Jesus was. Uh, can I say today that, uh, listen, it's folk in religion uh, uh, that struggle to believe uh, who Jesus is. Uh, Mark chapter 14 and verse, uh, let's see, verse 60. And the Bible said, And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Uh, uh, what is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Uh, uh, just, just, like, just like Isaiah 53 said, uh, as, a, as a lamb to the shears uh, uh, and a sheep before the slaughter over there, uh, he said he opened not his mouth. But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, uh, uh, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. You remember, you remember over here uh, uh, when they come to get him. Uh, uh, you remember when, 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 uh, 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 when uh, uh, the one that betrayed Judas had betrayed him, uh, and they come over there to the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, and, and he said, "Who are you looking for?" Uh, uh, and they said, "Jesus uh, of Nazareth." And he said, "I am He." Uh, and they all fell to the ground at that point. But notice what he said right here. And Jesus said, "I am." You know, there's a lot of I am's through the Bible, ain't they? I am the bread, I am the water, I am the light. You remember what God, you remember what God told Moses over there uh, when he said this right here? He said, Whom do I tell them that hath sent me? I, I deliver you up out of the land of Egypt. You remember what God Himself said? He said, You go down there and you tell them I am that I am hath sent you. 
And you know what Jesus told them right here? It was just more than just answering a question. When they said, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. He was the same God that answered Moses over in the book of Exodus. And he said, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And the high priest went his clothes and said, What need have we any further witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. Why? Because he said who he was. He was the very Son of God, God himself, that had come down. Can I tell you in little John's day over there, you can go over to 1 John and read, uh, those agnostics, they had the same problem uh, uh, in believing who Jesus was. Do you realize that's been an ongoing problem uh, uh, for years that people have struggled to believe who Jesus was? I got to thinking about this, Brother Jim. Uh, when I was studying this, I, I thought about, uh, you, remember, you remember that woman at the well? Yeah, was it John 4? He goes over there to see that woman at the well when he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Uh, and, and you know, she seen three people that day in Jesus Christ, if you read that story. First of all, she sees him just as a man. Uh, as they begin to talk, she sees him uh, uh, just as a man. And somewhere while she's talking to him, uh, uh, she begins to perceive uh, that he's a prophet. I mean, you can go back and look. You can see that, that she says that. But buddy, by the time they get done with their conversation, I, I, she's seen him I, as God himself over there. She knew who he was. She had to I, get around him. You know, the problem is with some people, they just never got around him I, I, and got to know who he is. Amen. I, I, they never got involved I, around him and his people. I, I, what was it? First John chapter 4. I, I, little John said, He's hereby know with the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is of God and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God and this is the spirit of Antichrist uh, whereof ye have heard that it should come uh, and now already it is in the world Second John and verse 7 for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh uh, this is a deceiver and an Antichrist can I tell you God uh, came in the flesh God manifested Himself. According to the book of 1 Timothy 3, He manifested Himself in the flesh. That means He came. He was proven to be God. Much like today, folk don't believe He's God. Do you ever think about that? Jesus is God. We, I, I'm the same way. I, I, have a, I have a picture of God in my mind. I see him on his throne. I mean, that's, that's what I think of. And, uh, Daniel calls him the Ancient of Days, you know. Uh, the son, the, uh, the king is brought over to the Ancient of Days to receive a kingdom. That's Jesus Christ. He's receiving a kingdom in the book of Daniel over there. And so we, we get an idea of, of God is old. But I'll just tell you, God ain't old. Now He's, he's old in our time frame. But God don't have a time frame because He's always been. Do you realize that, and most of y'all know what I'm about to say, God just stood right here and He drove up a little sign in the ground and said, time starts here. And He walked over here and He drove up a little sign over here and He said, time ends here. And He was before that sign and He'll be after that sign. And that's just all we've got. Uh, we're living between these signs right here. Uh, uh, and then when he gets done, he'll kick them signs out and we'll move on with things. But much like today, folk don't want to believe. 
Folk believe Jesus was a good man. Some of them believe that he was a figment of people's imagination. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're not saved, then you don't understand why I talked about this Bible coming alive. You, you have no clue what I'm talking about. You have no clue uh, to understand that when you need help uh, that you can open this Bible. And I don't get it right all the time. I don't do everything right all the time. I don't do it like I should all the time. I get that and I understand that. But I'm telling you, I know I'm saved. I'm kept by Him. I, I, I've been birthed into the family of God. And when He talks to me, I, it's living. And I believe that He is God today. He's not a figment of my imagination. He's not a figment of somebody else's imagination. He's come by and He's helped me. He's helped me. He's watched over me. He's answered prayers uh, for me. He's done me good. I, uh, he's done me good before I ever got saved. I, I, and He's done me good ever after I got saved. Amen. I heard a boy the other day. It's been some time back. He was talking. Uh, he was about 14 or 15 years old. I lived down somewhere around Sweetwater. At, when he was about 14 or 15, it's probably in the 70s. Uh, and he was telling a story. He said, me and a buddy of mine, he said, we got to ride motorcycles. And uh, he said, we uh, rode, rode up the old interstate before it was paved. Some of y'all can remember that. I don't remember that. Uh, but he said, we, we, he said, we got all the way up to Sevierville. And got all the way up toward towns and now on dirt bikes. They're just riding along, you know. He said, we got all the way up there. And, uh, and he, said, uh, uh, he said, the law got after us up there. And, and he said, we ducked off in the woods and my buddy went one way. And I went one way and he said, I got up on top of a hill. He said, I watched the law go by down there in the valley. And he said, got gone. And he said, I was going to run off and jump across a little rock path and, and, and off some, uh, a rock uh, a ramp there. And he said, something told me not to do that. He's about 14 years old. He said, something told me not to do that. He said, so I didn't. And he said, I met up with my buddy and he said, we got to riding along. He said, I turned around and looked and that rock ramp actually jumped off that cliff. And, and he said, he said, I wasn't saved. He said, that's about two years before I got saved. He got saved about 16. And he said, but, but that Holy Spirit was already talking to my heart, telling me not to do that right there. Boy, ain't the Holy Spirit good in the Lord Jesus Christ today? But listen, He's gone. He's God. You, you're going to have to grasp this today. You may not understand it. I don't understand it. But I believe it today. I believe it. Some of y'all don't understand how they pipe electricity in here. But you believe it because you're going to have to. Because we're in a warm building with light today. Uh, and they get it over here. Uh, listen, he was more than just a good man. He was more than just a man. He was more than just a prophet uh, or a figment of our imagination. He was God manifest in the flesh. Can I tell you, he was proven to be God. Matthew chapter 3, he's being baptized of John the Baptist over there in Bethabara down there at Jordan. And, you, and, and he comes up out of the water. Uh, and you know what happens? God the Father from heaven spoke and he said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Boy you couldn't ask for a better witness than heaven to open up and say this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He's on the Mount of Transfiguration some chapters later where is it Matthew chapter 17 uh, uh, he's over there with Moses and Elijah uh, and Peter, James and John they're seeing everything uh, that's going on up here and, uh, and Peter gets carried away. Uh, he says Lord it's good for us to be here that was the right thing to say. Uh, but he said let us build uh, three tabernacles one to you one to Moses and one to Elijah. Boy, he didn't know what he was biting off right there, did he? But you know what happened? When he was glorified up there 
And that, and that, and, and that cloud overshadowed them. In Matthew 17, you can go read it sometime. Well, let me just, let me read it now. Matthew 17. Let me, let, this, let me read it to you. You ain't got to go with me. If you want to, that's fine. Matthew 17 and verse 5. I believe is where we need to be. And, and, and he talks about, uh, he, he talks about meeting with Moses and Elijah. And at one point, it tells us that they're talking about his decease. Talking about, talking about uh, going to go to Calvary. Boy, now you're talking about somebody to interview on, on, a, on a TV show. And it, y'all catch that if you was here for the, the Christmas play. That'd be somebody to interview. I'd like to know what they talked about up there on that mountain. What was Moses and Elijah and Jesus talking about Calvary? Now think about that for just a second. The Bible said that they were talking about his decease. But look in, uh, well, let's look in verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. And then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be, be here. Uh, if thou wilt, let us make here, uh, make, make, make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. And why he yet, man, let me stop right here. Peter was a fisherman. What did he know about building anything? I'm just being honest. But you know, sometimes you don't know how to do something, but boy, you sure do want to do something for Jesus, don't you? In your zeal, you, you, you know it's been a good thing to have been there and you want to do something for Him. Can I tell you, there ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong because you see Him for who He is. Because see, boy, they seen Him glorified up there on that mountain. And Peter, as righteous as Peter was at times, and we give Peter a hard time for this right here, but boy, Peter knew he needed to do something. He may not have had it all figured out, but he knew he needed to do something. But look in verse 5. Why he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Heaven again declared Jesus Christ to be his Son and to be God. Ain't that something? Why do you think John, why do you think John the Baptist even came? It was to pave the way for God. It was to be the preacher to say, hey, look, who's coming? I'm here. What was it John said? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of Lord, the Lord and make his path straight. Can I tell you that our ministry is not much different than John's ministry? How do you figure, preacher? John was saying, hey, there's one coming. Ain't that what he said over there? There's one coming who's even shoes, latchets. I'm not even worthy. I had to stoop down and, and latch it up. He said, I'm not, he said he's coming I, and he's going to baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. I, I, listen, it's going to be him I, I, that comes. You, you know what we tell? We tell that he came, don't we? We tell that he's coming again. John said, hey, you need to get right. You need to repent because he's coming. We say, hey, you need to repent because He came and because He's coming again. John, and our ministry is like John's this here too. Let me say this and I'll move on. John made a statement over there. He said, I must, he, said he must increase, but I must decrease. John's ministry was going to go away, but Christ was going to get bigger and bigger. You know, in our life, we ought to get smaller and smaller, but Christ ought to get bigger and bigger. John's whole ministry was pointing 
that God came. Peter even said in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked him a question. He said, he said, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter even knew who he was. Peter knew who he was. Take your Bible, I want to show you something. If, if you don't believe anything else today, you believe John chapter 14 right here. Some of the greatest verses we ever find in John chapter 14, Jesus is fixing to go to Calvary and then he's going to go away from his disciples. But in John 14, you know, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you're going to get saved, you're going to have to come through Christ. And he said, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. From henceforth, you know him and have seen him. And then Philip, you, you know, we give these disciples a hard time sometimes. But if they hadn't asked some questions, we'd have never got some answers to some questions that we needed answered in our own life. Verse 8, And Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And I love Jesus' answer. Have I been so long with you, and yet, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth. The works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. He said, Philip, he said, Have I been so long with you that you've not seen the Father? You know what he's saying? He's saying, Philip, I'm God. Just like God the Father is in heaven, you get to see him in me. His own disciples, they struggled with that. Jesus, he told him, But Philip, I'm he. Even the Scriptures, John 5, what was it? He said, search the Scriptures for in them. You think you have eternal life and they are which testify of me. These Scriptures tell us that He is God. His works proved Him to be God. I'm going to get bogged down here if I don't get careful. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. You say, you're using a lot of Scripture. I am because I want you to catch this. In Matthew chapter 11, uh, John is in prison. John's in prison. And I know I use this for doubt sometimes. And the Bible said in verse 2, Now when John had heard uh, in prison the works of Christ, uh, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou that he should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered uh, and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. He said, I know John's struggling right now to believe that I'm he. Even though John was sent to pave the way for Jesus to come, he's been in prison for a year, and I know that he's struggling right now. But he said, you go back and you tell John what you've heard and what you've seen. And in verse 5, he said, The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached. Can I park right here and just say something for a minute? Out of all these things, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up. And then he said this, the poor have the gospel preached. Can I tell you that he put preaching the gospel and them hearing it and getting it, uh, listen, is just as important as the lame walking, the deaf hearing, and the blind seeing. 
God came in Jesus Christ. He raised the dead. You know, there was nobody else except Jesus Christ. I'm going to deal with this here in a minute. That got up of, of their own power. It was always that, that somebody else... That, listen, Elijah raised that child from the dead. But he done it through the power of God. Uh, listen, Elisha raised that child from the dead. It was through the power of God. They throwed that body in there on Elisha's tomb and God uh, stood him up over there. Jesus raised three people up uh, in the New Testament over here. But listen, when He died for us... There wasn't nobody else standing outside his tomb over there. There wasn't any other power that he was using but his own. He cast out devils. He healed the blind, the lame, the leper. He healed the sick. I thought, I thought, about, I thought about that man that was over at the pool of Bethesda over there that couldn't walk. And he was trying to get down in that pool to get healed. And you know, Jesus told him, he said, do, do you want to be healed? He said, I ain't got nobody to carry him. Put me down there in it. Uh, and he told him that he was healed. And his sins was forgiven him. And he could walk, you know. Take up thy bed and walk. As I studied this, I thought about why God came in the likeness of Jesus. In a time when people were sick and people were dying, Do you realize that when Jesus came, that He came to give people hope and to give them help? Can I tell you that Jesus did not come to judge people? Now, He's going to judge people. He is going to judge people. He's going to judge people in their sin one day. I mean, He said all judgment has been committed unto Him. But He came to give people hope and to give them help. That's why He was born as that little child over there in that stable in Bethlehem. And so when he came in his whole ministry, he gave people hope and help. You remember, you remember the woman had the issue of blood? She said, if I might but just touch the hem of his garment. She had some hope that she could get some help. That may be your problem this morning. You may not got no hope. And all I'm telling you, if you'll come to Jesus Christ, the one who left heaven and come down here as God himself, he'll save you. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And that was us. Can I tell you something about God? Micah chapter 7. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. I believe when Jesus came, he was delighting in mercy. Titus chapter 3 said, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. He had mercy on us. Think about all the works that Christ has done, but yet He came to save man. That's why God came down to earth, was to die for man. In His humanity, God Himself hung at Calvary. God Himself gave His life for me and you. The love and the mercy that took Him to Calvary. The love and the mercy that He had to keep him at Calvary. I mean, listen, the, the love and the mercy or, or the love that he had for his father to submit to his will. I mean, he, he did not have to go to Calvary. Uh, they did not force him to go to Calvary. They did not beat him in submission to go to Calvary. He went because he wanted to go. Now that's hard to comprehend. Think about the control that he had at Calvary. As he hung between the heaven and the earth and opened naked chain. Do you realize that he could have called heaven down? I believe that with all my heart. 
He was over in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying. He was praying in such agony that the Bible said that his sweat became his great drops of blood. And I believe even some angels come over and minister to him. To bear mine and your sin. God Himself took our sin at Calvary. That is hard, church. That is a hard thing for me to wrap my mind around. See, it's, 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 it's easy for me to understand uh, that he was a man because I'm a man. Now, you want me to tell you what's hard to comprehend? It's hard for me to comprehend that he was a perfect man. I didn't say I didn't believe it. I said, I, I know the flesh that I'm in. Do you realize that Jesus was in the same flesh that you're in and that I'm in, but yet he was perfect? That's well, hard to get, ain't it? But he was God. Richard, stuff you talk about, just that just don't really make no sense. It just listen, I'm not asking for it to always make sense. I'm asking for you to believe it. You know, it was by his power that he went to Calvary. What do you mean? He had control to do what he done. And he gave up his life because he had power to do it. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said it is finished, and he bowed his head. And gave up the ghost. Do you realize that men, you'll be standing here one day, and, and, and if I'm just standing here, if you're just standing here, we'll give up the ghost and then our head will fall. But he bowed his head in control and in submission to the Father at the same time and yielded his life for me and you by his own power. Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down to myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. At Calvary, he laid his life down. And we can talk about the doctrinal aspect of what happened in them three days. About how he went and preached to those spirits that were in prison. But stay with me right here, okay? On that third day, he got up of his own power. Amen. That was God. That was God. And see, the great thing about it is, Romans 3 said, Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was declared to be the Son of God, God himself, by resurrection from the dead. Friend, I'm going to tell you this morning, if he never got up, then he wasn't God. But he got up. On that third day, just like he was supposed to get up. And you know what the Bible said in Revelations 1 and 18? I'm he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore. I'd have the keys of hell and of death. And you know what he did? According to Hebrews chapter 2, he defeated him that had the power of death. And that was Satan. He defeated him. And that's why we can live in victory today. Now do you know why Christmas is so important? Because that's when we celebrate that our Savior came. I don't understand how God, I don't understand how God done a lot of that stuff. But I just believe it today. He came as a man in His humanity, but He was God in His deity. And I ask you something, have you ever trusted Him and believed Him? May ever come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that He came to die for your sins? And according to the book of Romans chapter 10, all you have to do is believe that He died and was buried and rose again and ask Him to save you and He'll do that. Have you ever done that? Hey, most important time of service right now. Let's bow our heads if we would.
Brother Marvin, come to the piano. Brother Jeff, let's get a verse of invitation. Have you ever trusted Him? Do you know Him? The one that I preached on this morning, God, God Himself was manifest in the flesh. Do you know Him? I'm not talking about knowing about Him. I'm talking about knowing Him, having a relationship with Him. Have met Him to have joy and happiness, to have hope and help in your life today. Have you ever met Him? Do you know Him? Listen, He's God. And, and listen, Jesus is God came down here because He loved you so much. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you've never trusted Him, hey, I'm telling you, today would be a good day to trust Jesus Christ to save you. I pray that you're living for Him and that you're letting your light shine for Him. That you're telling folk, hey, He came, but He's coming again. You need to be getting right. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help in this invitation. You know folks' needs. I thank you, Lord, that you left heaven and the glories of heaven and that to come down here in, in, in a fleshly body, but yet was, was God yourself that came. I pray, Lord, that we'll see that, how much you loved us in your humanity and in your deity that you was willing to come and die for us. Lord, thank you for this today and thank you for these people. If there's somebody needs to move, I pray they'll move today and come and trust you. Find the hope and the help that they need today for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's stand this morning if we would.